0: Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm the founder of Koya. Koya remembers that everything is interconnected, lives a lifestyle of reverence, integrates the polarities of masculine and feminine, light and dark, and heaven and earth into wholeness. Koya honors the energy that moves outwards to the cardinal directions, to the north, to trust the physical sensation of truth in the body, to the south, anchoring your truth through doing your sacred work in the world, to the west, following the call of your soul to explore, and to the east, living your life as prayer. Koya also honors the energy that moves inwards to access your inner wisdom, inner creativity, inner sensuality, and inner light. Koya honors through movement, Ritual, community, and pilgrimage, exploring the paths that point you back to your soul, giving you courage to enter the portal of possibility, to remember, to remember. Our first series is about the call to create, and that our bodies were meant to do this. We'll explore the themes of menstruation, pregnancy, hormonal cycles, and the value of lived experience in the body as a way to map the path of creation from idea to actualization. Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm here with Sheila Kamara Hay. And I'm so honored to have you here, Sheila, because when we're exploring this concept of embodying the feminine essence and really understanding that we were meant to create, because our bodies actually have this matrix of creation in them, whether we're birthing a baby or a business or a book. And I feel like you are one of the original seed planters that I really heard this idea from in one of your emails. I've always loved your work. I'm excited, everyone, so you can hear more about Sheila and her work, um, Ecstatic Birth. So,
1: Sheila, welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you so much. I am super, super honored to be here. I adore you as well. I adore your work, and I think Koya is such a powerful way to access the ecstasy that's always within your body. Mm. And so I'm like super excited to dive in with you and to share um, you know, the paradigm of ecstatic birthing, which is really that childbirth or birthing any sort of baby, a creative project, a metaphorical baby of your own. Um, it has the potential to be one of the most empowering, transformative, and potentially pleasurable experiences, the most pleasurable experience in a woman's life. Mm,
0: I'm getting goosebumps as you speak, which I always feel like is a good sign. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious. So from... from your perspective, if someone was just hearing this idea for the first time, and I'm sure this happens to you a lot in these sort of conversations, <laughs> and they're sort of like ecstatic birth, like pleasurable birth, like, you know, you know, how do you start to introduce the idea that something is culturally has some fear and some resistance around it to start imagining That it could be, like you say, one of these like most pleasurable, most ecstatic moments in someone's life.
1: Yeah, I do get a lot of funny looks when it's (laughs) a child it can be pleasurable. And I think, you know, that's really um, a testament to the huge disconnect that we live in our culture between our bodies and our sexuality and our divinity. Um so you know, this idea that childbirth is supposed to be painful goes way back to, you know, Eve taking a bite of that apple in the Garden of Eden. Um, but one thing that we do in our culture is we completely separate all things related to babies and children and all things related to sexuality. They're in two different realms, and to mix the two is considered mm-hmm. profane. So the first step is that we have to take a look and, and really honor the fact that babies emerge from our sexuality. And that there's nothing profane about that, that actually childbirth is not separate and distinct from sex. It's actually the culmination of the sexual process and that we birth with the same body that we're making the baby with. And so, you know, for, for most women, they can understand how sex can be incredibly pleasurable or incredibly painful right? The same person, the same body can understand how that experience can have two completely different, you know, circumstances and reactions and feelings. And so childbirth is really the same. Um, Unfortunately, overwhelmingly, we're birthing with a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety and a lot of pain, but that's not Necessarily, how it needs to be, and so I feel really called to share with women that it doesn 't have to be that way that in fact it can be deeply pleasurable and incredibly um, incredibly transformative because to be able to find that thread to that place where you can have an ecstatic birth experience it 's really a huge personal growth journey for a woman where she learns how to um, disarm her fears where she learns how to access her inner wisdom, and where she learns how to access that That the pleasure that's always, always available for her in her own body. That is so powerful. (laughs) (laughs) And I really
0: appreciate the way that you explained it especially, you know, back to marrying the direct correlation between our sensuality, sexuality, and birth, that those are related, which is so bizarre that it has been disconnected in our perception. And and then also the merging to know ourselves as a co-creator of the divine, you know, to Mm. actually like... I really hear in your description that this can be so empowering to really be conscious and awake and aware as you're birthing. And then also the way that you explained it with like you can just imagine in your body that you can have an incredibly pleasurable or painful sexual experience that it can be the same with birth and, and really... Part of that is, you know, the external, but then part of that is just the perceptual lens. It's like what you look for is often what you see. And so just by you, like just anyone who listens to that, you know, few minute description now has in their awareness that seed of
1: potentiality that that can exist and they could put their attention on it and it could grow. Yeah, yeah. And it is growing. It is. I mean, just in the last 10 years, the amount of information that's coming out, the amount of women coming forward to share their own pleasurable birth stories. It's amazing. It is growing. And, you know, when I first started, women would say, oh, my God, thank you so much. You know, I had an orgasm when I was giving birth and I was always ashamed to share because I thought that, that I was weird or that something was wrong with me. So I feel like that time is quickly being ushered out and a new age is starting to come in and I can really feel that. It's very exciting. Mm, and it's so interesting to
0: be at this, this point of really life, you know, of life coming into the world and imagining the blueprint also of that baby, you know, to, to be in this place of potentially savoring and and setting up, maybe it's like you don't have like the orgasmic, but like that the stage is being set that this is gonna be the best possible experience that is available to us and that, like, that's yeah. what we're standing for.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's what we're preparing for and um like an orientation towards towards pleasure, that that's that pleasure is a priority, not a lucky accident. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but something that we can really set the stage to evolve. And and so I'm curious, how has, because I know most of your work has been literally with birthing babies and the ecstatic birth experience and providing support and information and community and inspiration around women who are inspired to go on that path. But I also know that you mentioned you're feeling this metaphorical place of birthing anything. And yeah. so how, how is that showing up for you now from what you've learned from the, the physical embodied birth into more of like an energetic, emotional, or, you know, a, looking a different way other than,
1: you know, a eight pound baby? <laughs> well, Very simply, the women that I work with take all of the tools that they get in preparing for birth, and they're able to apply it to motherhood, and any other projects that they have going forward. So I've started really consciously looking at that and looking at the parallels between birthing a physical baby and birthing, let's say a book, right now I'm birthing a book. And what's that like? And so the the process I'm realizing they're parallel, they're exactly the same. So when you're in labor and you're birthing a baby, there's this rhythm of contraction and then expansion. Your body literally contracts and the contractions are the work that your body has to do in order to expand and grow right? And then again, you have once you expand, then you have another contraction and then you need to grow a little further. And that process is turning you physically into who you need to be to birth that baby out of your body. So metaphorically, when you have a desire to create something or birth, let's say a book or a project, or even a new version of yourself, that in and of itself has a process of gestation, where, you know, you're kind of like savoring this desire of what you're looking for. And then when you do start to birth it, you have that same rhythm of expansion and contraction. So, you know, most people can understand like when they're on a road to creating something or, you know, birthing a desire, they can hit like a rough patch along the way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if any of you stop and think for a minute, like have you ever had like a rough patch in your life that now looking back you're so grateful for because it gave you so many gifts that turns you into who you are today. So it's very similar, like in that in that path to birthing your desires that you're gonna hit rough patches and those will be your contractive moments. And they're not bad things. So there's innately, like in the physical act of birth, it kicks up a lot of fear to have a contraction because it's so intense. And what do we do with that? And what fear does is it causes you to literally clamp up your body and make your body work so much harder to get that expansion. And so energetically, it's the same thing. So when we're you know, creating something and then we hit a rough spot and we get scared or anxious, we'll energetically clamp up. Mm -hmm. And disrupt our process. So a lot of what I do with women is teach them how to stay open and receptive energetically to allow that flow in their bodies and also in their energy bodies so that their labor can move forward as smoothly as possible. And then I talk a lot about the use of pleasure as a holistic birthing tool because you Mm -hmm. cannot be um, in fear and in pleasure at the same time. So to be able to reach for pleasure in those moments where you can very easily fall into fear, it's really just a very holistic um, alternative to your process. That is so powerful. I feel like
0: giving everyone a moment to just inhale and exhale into (laughs) that. (laughs) And I've thought about this a lot. Uh, in work that I've done because I'll I'll lead a lot of retreats and teacher trainings and they can be intensive and really expansive Mm. in my mind and my heart and my awareness. And one of the things that I've spoken to some dear friends about is, you know, coming down after that. Mm -hmm. And I say, I really try to do a conscious contraction instead of an Mm -hmm. unconscious contraction. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I need to like sit in bed for like a day and not do anything. And, you know, sometimes a day isn't possible and it's two hours, but like I need to like consciously contract instead of like getting in a fight with someone or, you know, but like really for me, I've really found in in these moments of big expansion of just knowing the natural rhythm and pace of birthing that there's going to be a contraction. Yeah. And instead of trying to be like contractions are wrong or bad that, and I'll, and I'll have this image of like, a woman birthing a baby and contract, expand, contract, expand. Yeah. And, and so I love that you're bringing women through that experience and offering these tools and that, you know, the the pleasure that you can't be in both at the same time and also just giving us some support to to realize, you know, like the cycles of the year, you know, depending on where you live. But, you know, we're
1: both in New York, so spring, summer, fall, winter. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean that's, that's everything you just said is so brilliant and so spot on because once you can understand the underlying cycle, mm-hmm. then you can consciously support yourself through it and you can consciously create what you want to and if you know that contraction is coming because it's always coming and you know, you know, you have certain tools that you can lean on to get you through that with ease and pleasure. It doesn't have to be this like arduous painful process. It can mm-hmm. be a very nurturing, supportive thing. I mean, it's really powerful because it's like, as you
0: say that, the contraction is always coming. And it's, and it's just that thing that we, for some reason, perceptually in modern
1: culture, it's like, maybe I can avoid it. Maybe I can avoid it or, or maybe I need to numb it, right? Yeah, yeah, And exactly. the thing is, like, when you numb, you're numbing everything, the good and the bad, So when you numb, you're kind of flatlining your entire experience and you're limiting the pleasure that you can feel that like the the ecstasy that you can experience in your own life. But that's, you know, it's really tricky because I feel like we're at a cultural turning point right now, but overwhelmingly, like what we grew up with was, um, you know, contractions are bad. Let's avoid them. Let's numb, Mm -hmm. you know, like, let's try to stay in this other realm, but to honor that the contractions are not necessarily a bad thing, then they're a part of your process. They're a part of your growth. They're, they're what will lead to your next expansion. And that expansion is always blissful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow.
0: I'm personally experiencing so much gratitude um, for you and for your work and for your voice and your ability to articulate this in such a powerful way. And it's also, it's, for me, I'm so passionate about this because it's so tangible in the body. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's mm-hmm. you know, a big passion of mine with Koya. But I, re, I was speaking with my yoga teacher earlier this week, and she was saying something about that she was doing some women's gathering and, you know, how women are amazing and something like that. And then she said, you know... Children are created in our womb and they're birthed out of our vagina. She's like, this is not an opinion. This is a fact. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when we're talking about this, no, like when we're talking about this expansion contraction, like this isn't, you know, like you and me just like I have a theory, you yeah. know, it's so <laughs> like, you know. Every being that comes into this world is, you know, that, yeah. that has that that birthing process, has that expansion contraction portal. And so as we rebirth ourselves, as we continue to create in the world, you know, wouldn't it be like, is, is the world twice given? Like creation is this way here, but then different somewhere else. Right. And so to be able to embrace the contraction is ability to embrace you know, our wholeness and all of life. So it's, you know, it's so amazing to have these conversations. And then I, I become in awe because to, to really align with the ideas that you're offering here is a really big gift to shift our fundamental belief system around what's possible for our lives. And it's, it's really big. So I'm so grateful to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm curious, I'm sure people have had some seeds planted in their heart. And I'm, cur- I'm sure they're curious how they could learn
1: more about your work. So what is the best way for people to, to continue on this path? Oh, thanks, Rochelle. Um, so the easiest way to reach me is just through my website, which is ecstatic-birth.com. Um, And there you can access my blog. You can sign up for, you know, a free e-course. There's a lot of resources there to kind of immerse yourself more in this paradigm. And I'm all over social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. I'm there. (laughs) Amazing.
0: And then there's a book coming. I I remember when I said, when my book came out, I was like, it's my first baby, one pound, two ounces. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: There is a book coming and I'm really, really excited about it. I mean, I feel like I'm fully pregnant right now. So that, that within the next year, I'm hoping. Oh, beautiful. Well,
0: definitely holding space for that and looking forward to reading it. And I'd love to close with a, a prayer and a blessing that everyone that was called to listen to this today feel the inspiration, encouragement, and support to create and to embrace the process of the expansion and the contraction to truly hold the possibility of an ecstatic birth Hmm. and may we all hold that in our minds and our hearts and set the stage for the highest possible outcome the most pleasurable birthing process for ourselves and also hold that space for all of the co-creators around us and all the things that they are bringing into the world so thank you so much Sheila such an honor to be together thank you everyone that's listening and I look forward to the next time we can all be together thank you to continue the conversation, visit us at koya.love, Q-O-Y-A dot L-O-V-E and lifestyleofreverence.com for more information about movement, rituals, community, and pilgrimage.